3: So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your
2: nerd alert.
3: Hello there, it's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to yet another brand new nerd alert. Don't you love us? New content every week. We're pretty awesome that way. You're welcome. You don't have to thank us. We do it because we love it. What was it talking about? Oh yeah, the show. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to an all-new in the New Lord. I'm John Kenobi, and it's going to be another Slim show, and I hope you guys are down for hearing two lifelong buddies chat about shit that they really find interesting, <laughs> because once again, Dad's not here, that's two weeks in a row, Dad's not here, uh, so we have raided his beer fridge in the garage, and we found the dirty tapes that we're not supposed to find under the bed, um, so yeah. The cans of
0: beer all expired uh, three years ago.
3: It's okay. Beer doesn't expire, Jay. Beer doesn't go bad. <laughs> it's, a fam- it's a famous Dale Peacockism right there. Beer doesn't go bad. It's fun. <laughs>
0: I found some beer in my, fr- my dad's fridge that I begged to differ.
2: <laughs>
0: that was one of his favorite things was... He's like, I knew you were taking beer out
3: of that fridge, but I didn't care. It was old and skunky. I was like,
2: oh.
3: <laughs> thanks, Dad. Nice. Uh, so, once again, Commander Scott will not be here. Dad's not here today. So, it's just the kids. And, of course, the voice you've already heard. Let me formally introduce him in case this is your first time listening for some weird reason. Joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via DeLorean, ladies and gentlemen, it's the doc. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I was just. I been a
0: long week it's been a long short week i didn't have school monday i don't have school friday <sighs> get out an hour early tomorrow but you know middle schoolers
3: and now you're up to date on everything with the uh, school system at iowa yeah
0: yeah this this is actually a pretty funny story uh i said to one student i said um where's your test and they went what <laughs> i said your test where's your test what test? The test we took. Where is it? Oh, the other teacher has it. Why do they have it? What? <laughs> and I I seriously stopped and I went, you realize that we are speaking the same language, correct? I am speaking English to you. Do you really not understand what I am saying? The questions that I am forming. Why does, why does the other teacher have your test? What? Oh, oh,
3: oh. Say what again? I right? dare you. What ain't no country I ever heard of? of. Basic English and what? Oh, tell you what, one more goddamn time. Ah, yeah, kids are dumb. Is the moral of that story? Yeah, it's pretty much it. Why did another teacher have a test you took in your class? Did we ever get to the bottom of that mystery? Yeah, because okay, so I wasn't there Monday, but they
0: still were. So I had stuff Uh, Monday I had to take care of, and they had they had they started the test on Friday weren't done with it, so it's a co-taught class. So a teach another teacher and I both teach the class. Okay. He's the he's a special ed teacher. I'm the regular content teacher. Okay. And so he took some students who hadn't finished the test yet and went to go finish it. This student I was talking to was one of them, and um, that's how the conversation
3: went. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mystery solved. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just didn't want anyone to have any that. Uh, you know, Lewis Black, if it wasn't for my horse, I wouldn't have spent that year in college kind of thing going on. So, all right, so <laughs> now that you know who you're talking to, or who you're listening to, who you're listening to talk, there we go. Words are good, I are speak well. Uh, <laughs> this is why I majored in math. Yeah, well. <laughs> I minored in English. I should know what I'm talking (laughs) about. No, I should know the proper grammar to write it down. Speaking is a whole different subset. Anyway, moving on. Um, So, look, we had a whole show prepped, and then for reasons we can't get into, time is Um, willy-wobbledy. Commander Scott cannot be here. So we randomly called an audible about what an hour hour and a half ago yeah. uh, to to okay well we, we didn't want to do that topic without Scott being here so we threw together a show um so welcome to um duct tape and good intentions the show <laughs> that's all us holding it together right now uh but we're going to talk about something that i am sure jane and i will have no problem filling 90 minutes on um, uh uh-huh. we're going to talk about and stop me if you're not familiar with this term Moped movies. You know, a moped. Moped? It's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 until
3: your friends catch a ride in one.
0: Yep, 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 yep.
3: That's what we're talking about. We're talking about movies that you inexplicably take two. Movies you inexplicably enjoy. Movies that society and rotten tomatoes and logic tells you you shouldn't enjoy, yet you do anyway. Movies that you'd feel a little embarrassed if your friends walked in and caught you watching. Uh, that's what we're talking about today. Also known as your guilty pleasure movies. Um, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. And, and there was a little back and forth as to what exactly defines a guilty pleasure movie. Is, is it just, it's, it's bad. So you're not supposed to like it, but you do. Is it like that embarrassment factor of like, I love this, but I can't let people know. I love this. Like, you know, Right. so I, I think my list kind of covers that, uh, that. Yeah. End of the spectrum.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I also feel like I'm going to be airing some dirty laundry.
3: Well, that's, you know, that's going to be the fun of the show. You're going to learn a little bit about me and Jay, whether you want to or not today, uh, by what we consider a guilty pleasure movie uh, and our justifications for liking it. Um, That being said, it's a guilty pleasure. So we don't have to justify it because screw you. We like it. Uh, You're going to hear that a lot, too. Screw you. I like it um so that being said uh would you like to start off or i can start off hey you want to do this i will kick us i'm gonna kick us off all right kick this can down the road
0: uh i'm gonna kick us off with a guilty pleasure that is now a guilty pleasure of mine that was introduced to me by you i'm pretty sure Uh uh-oh um so i know that john's gonna wreck you dad sorry (laughs) obi John's going to be like, oh, my God, yes. As soon as I say this one line from the movie, you ready?
3: Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: Now what?
3: (laughs) You should have no guilt. This movie's amazing.
0: (laughs) So I was thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, this kind of, this movie is like, would I feel bad if somebody walked in and saw me watching it? Yeah, probably a little bit. Is it great?
3: Not really. Depending on the scene, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, uh, so the movie i'm talking about is deep rising uh if you're not familiar with deep rising long story short sort of a uh
3: I can't, giant like sea a, monster attacks johnson c
0: minus yeah yeah um half you know sort of like ragtag crew brings in these mercenaries to rob the cruise ship basically and Sink it and get the insurance money, I think is what the goal was.
3: It's right as huh. it's being attacked by a giant unseen sea creature uh, as as luck or fate would have it. But it <laughs> is the biggest of B-movies, yeah. Yes. Um, it has such well-known actors as Treat Williams. Hey, I know that guy. The Substitute. <laughs> Not from the first movie, but from the sequel movies, The Substitute. That guy.
0: Uh... The, the guy who played Benny in the Mummy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, That's the level of research you get today, kids.
1: A <laughs> um, uh,
0: Cherokee warrior guy from Dances with Wolves. I, I don't know his name. I
3: can't think of it. <sighs> He can't okay, think of it yes. he, anyway he can't he can't be bothered to go to IMDb and look it up. Okay. Oh no, that's that's where I'm going right now.
2: Okay. Uh, anyway, don't
3: forget Kano for Mortal Kombat. Um, if we're just going to go that route and uh Hansu and uh Famke Jensen pre-X-Men. I think that's everyone of them. No, what? Yeah, f- yeah, yeah, Famke yeah, Jensen, yeah. Yeah.
0: She's like the number 2 person on the list.
3: Yep. <laughs> she uh... was recast, too. They shot with somebody else, and that actress didn't work, so they recasted. Uh, Anthony he- Held? Healed?
0: Anthony Healed? hmm That guy. Um, Wes Studi is uh, Hanover. He's the, um, the guy that I was thinking of from Dances with Wolves. Yes. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Well, it's okay. Yeah.
3: Cast aside. Um, yes. Why do you love this movie so much, Jay?
0: because uh, it's it's almost so bad that it's good. Wow! That's, like that's a take. It okay for so first of all, the the if you're looking to watch this movie for plot, it's not going to happen.
3: Um, Again, <laughs> sea monster attacks a cruise ship.
0: If. <laughs> If you're looking for super catchy and and
1: like cutting edge, dialogue,
0: if you're looking for a movie to turn your brain off for you know about two hours and not think about it too hard, this is your movie. Um, if you <laughs> if you ever just wanted to sit back and be like, you know what, I wonder. What would happen if you spliced Die Hard with Alien and put it on a cruise ship? You're not that far off. (laughs) Right? Like, what would you get? Um, I will say, though, some of my favorite things about this movie has to be Treat Williams and his sort of snappiness. and um, Oh, yeah. His just. like he's having fun with this movie i think i think he realizes this movie is probably not what he everybody thinks it's gonna be and he's just having a good time with it uh, that's my takeaway from it
3: so from fun anyway. fact uh that role in the original script was written for harrison ford mm. who promptly turned it down and the movie had half its budget slashed
2: <laughs>
3: yeah yep sounds about right yeah (laughs) um
0: also i have to say that it has one of my favorite uh sci-fi weapons in it the sort of like
3: may may i sir may i
0: yeah go (laughs) for it yes
3: the chinese m1 l1 triple pulse assault rifle that that's it literally watertight thousand round capacity
0: Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh literally like a mini mini gun. Literally, yep.
3: <laughs> oh man, I love it. Uh yes. No, it is it is a movie that knows exactly yes. what it is. That's and it is not pick. deep rising. Yep. It's a movie that knows exactly what it is. It's it's not trying to be any more than that. It it knows it's a B movie, it's a monster movie. And it's just trying to give you a good time. Um, the cast is having fun. Tree Williams is great. Uh, the action is good. The effects for a low-budget movie from the late 90s, pretty solid. Yeah. They,
0: uh, they they don't necessarily hold up over
3: time, but... Well, that's part of the charm of a B-movie, is the effects suck. Yes. And one yeah. would argue they were almost too good when the movie came out. I needed to age like a fine wine fine <laughs> yes. wine my ass you look more like a keg of beer to me uh, that's a quote from the movie uh, yeah I, I, I love this movie uh, it's uh, from Steven Summers who would go on to direct The Mummy and then nothing else Steven Summers didn't direct any other movies after The Mummy yep that's it so too great I feel like movies that's a lie <laughs> yeah, no totally don't watch anything past the movie uh, oh, alright Definitely don't watch Van Helsing or Mummy Returns or GI Joe. Anyway, um, solid, solid first pick, <laughs> um, and it, it's also kind of a, it, it, it's a little little hidden gem. Uh, you know, it, it didn't um, forgive my bad pun. Didn't make a whole lot of waves when it came out back in the day. Kind of got lost <laughs> in the shuffle. But uh.
0: it was set adrift.
3: In the <laughs> sea of uh, uh, see <laughs> well, let us cast away our aspersions and enjoy this film for what it really is.
0: <laughs> I mean it, it 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 can't quite hold water anymore, but it's not bad. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. <laughs>
3: um okay. I've talked about this movie on the show under multiple uh, uh, settings before, but this is a movie that I I perhaps have the biggest love-hate relationship with of my entire life. Um, When I first saw it, when it came out in 2004, I was hyped. I could not wait. It was something, as a kid, I'd been waiting for for decades, and it was finally happening. And then I saw the film, and I was like, damn, y'all fucked it up. I don't know how. It's a very simple premise, but y'all fucked it up. Um, and then I watched it years later and, and I come around every couple of years and put this movie back in and the first like 20 minutes, I'm like, this isn't that bad. I think I'm remembering just the bad stuff and I'm, I'm forgetting all the good stuff like this movie's not bad. And then I get like 35 minutes in and I'm like, oh yeah, no, no, this movie sucks. Yeah, no, it's terrible. This is a bad movie, but I keep watching. Uh I just keep watching because it only gets worse uh worse and or better depending how you wanted to look at it uh, but this movie in the peacock household is not known by its actual title it is known <laughs> I, by you know where i'm going with this it is I known just as say it, yep. i'm not even sure if my wife knows the actual title it's known as slay rider friendship <laughs> uh from 2004 directed by paul ws uh, which fun note ws stands for worthless shit uh, Paul Worthless shit Anderson, and talking about AVP, also known as Alien versus Predator. Um, I hate myself for finding enjoyment in this movie. <laughs> uh, when we did the whole like, you'd feel guilty if someone caught you watching. It's like, no, I feel guilty when I watch it. Like, no one can be around, but I know I'm watching, and I feel bad about that.
0: Uh, It's the the kind of movie that you you turn on, and you're watching it, and you become very self-aware that you're watching it. And you go, oh, I feel bad. But you can't stop. It's like, you know, you're the guy at the party that took the last piece of pepperoni pizza.
3: And and then somebody goes, who took the last piece of pepperoni? You're like, oh, man, who would do that? Like, you know. you know, you no, know, yeah, that's that. That's that self guilt. <laughs> Look, I grew up as a '90s kid on all the AVP comics and novels and action figures, so it blew my mind. It took them until the 2000s to actually make this movie, and I could not have been more hyped for a movie maybe ever, uh, short of Ghostbusters three coming out. I could not have been more hyped for a movie like this. I've been waiting to see this, and. In 2004, Paul W.S. Anderson had a slightly better track record because, you know, he had <laughs> 18 years, fewer films of, you know, shitty movies that came out. I was like, oh, so the guy who did the first Resident Evil, that was pretty good. And he did Event Horizon, that was awesome. And Soldier with Kurt Russell, I like that movie. Okay, this, 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 this could be solid. Uh, and then they made a, a movie of Alien versus Predator, and they made it PG-13. Whoops. And we were like, no, 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 it, it, It's fine. It's fine. Uh, what's that? That Simpsons thing? Uh, just a little burnt. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> just a little crushed up. It's still good. It's still good. Uh, that was me with this movie. I just, no, 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 It did. It, 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 the whole cast of no-name actors. It's still good. It's still good. Uh, it throws continuity for Alien and Predator completely at the window because we set it on Earth in modern day. It's still good. It's still good. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's just it's at every turn that made the worst possible decision. The the aliens in this movie are literally recycled assets from alien resurrection. So the aliens never look right. They just painted them black instead of brown. Uh, the Predators have as soon as somebody pointed this out to me, I cannot unsee it. The mandibles. Because they could make them more articulated, were built to go like super big and wide. So when they close the mandibles, the skin around the predator's face isn't actually tight like what with, with their face. It's like loose and saggy, and and someone made a uh, reference about that looking like a certain part of the female anatomy, uh, and I can't unsee it now. I uh, can't unsee it. Really, can't can't unsee it. Uh, it, it, but again. Because, I, I, because I'm because i still that 90s kid, and I want an Alien vs. Predator movie, and I know that I can't watch AVPR because I can't see it. Literally, I can't see it. I own it on Blu-ray, but I put it in, and I can't. It's a blank screen, and I hear sound effects. I can't see anything because that movie is so fucking dark. Uh, I guess their thought process was, the last one sucked so bad. If we just show you nothing, it'll be better by comparison. And they're not wrong. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different tangent uh but no this this movie is terrible it's terrible it's terrible everything about it is terrible yet i keep going back to it i can't not uh then we when maybe because it's set in the snow but every time we get like a good snow and winter kind of sets in uh you know wouldn't like want to watch Jurassic park i'm like no because you know what does it every day and, and then every once in a while I'll like, slay right a friendship i'm like okay fine and then we'll put it in, <laughs> and again, the first twenty races are I'm like, "You know, this isn't that bad. And setup's not bad. it's it's fucking weird that they set it on Earth in present day, but you know we're're we're at like this pyramid in the Arctic, and that's kind of cool and and you know, the predator invisible stuff looks cool and and the armor is cool and and then the first fight happens, and they go at it like two shitty WWE wrestlers like throwing each other into walls, and I'm like, you're a predator you have weapons use them and one alien takes out two predators in like 20 seconds and i'm like what uh and and my mind explodes and i'm like yeah that's right this is a shitty movie uh but then we'll stick it out because we get to the amazing conclusion of this movie well the first fake conclusion of this movie which is the titular sled rider friendship Sleigh
1: rider friendship.
3: Our lone surviving predator and our female protagonist who's been given a gutted alien head as a shield and a spear made from a tail uh, jump onto a cargo sleigh and ride it up a, a an ice tunnel as the whole pyramid explodes behind them. The sleigh rider friendship. Um, uh, so
0: here's the thing, John. Okay. I'm with you on this one. Ah, uh, because I hate this movie as well, but, but I do own it. Yes. I will watch it. <laughs> um, and when I do watch it, I'm like, man, those predators are kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. He like killed the guy and he was cloaked. Oh, oh, it's just getting worse. Oh no. Yep. Oh, just
3: to go with it, that real no fast.
0: It's like you, uh, it's like you, you, order just a giant meal at a restaurant. You're like, no, I, I can do this. I can do this. And then you realize it's like, as you're getting
3: through it, you're like, yeah. I can. The, the chips and this. salsa come to the table, and you're like, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good, this is good. And then your first appetizer comes, and you're like, well, I'm gonna pace myself. We're good, we're good. And then the first course comes, and you're like, oh man, this is really. Good. But then the second course comes, and you're not doing the first course. You still have chips and salsa left, and you haven't finished the appetizer. You're like, wow, this is getting backed up quick and by about course four you're like this was just a bad bad decision this was just mistakes were made and, and you can't
0: you can't box it up and take any of it home you're no, just stuck can't. there you're no, just stuck it's...
3: you're stuck now you know
0: and i live here now yeah the waiter just keeps bringing more food and you're just like no this isn't good it's not good this uh... food is bad and then they just they try to change the food that they're
3: giving you did we go too far with the metaphor uh... Can you ever go too far with a metaphor? I don't think so. Uh, but no, I mean, that's listen, yeah, this is the movie. I had to put it on there because... Yes, if a friend walked in and saw me, one of the, are you watching AVP? I'd be like, yeah. You own this? <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'd be like... It's almost like the reaction of your friend watching walking in when you're watching AVP is like you immediately pull a blanket up to like hide yourself. And you're like, oh, don't look at me. You know?
3: Uh, yeah, dude. dude uh, but I, I guarantee do. you, in the next six months, Whitney's going to come home and say, hey, it's a like friendship. And I'll be like, yeah, okay yeah right. uh just i i hate this movie but i can't stop watching it uh right. apparently so uh my wife didn't know that there was a sequel <laughs> until last year she goes wait there's a second one i'm like yeah we haven't we'll watch that one I'm like, there's no slay rider friendship she goes oh okay <laughs> she's like oh <laughs> no further explanation needed right just end right there no yep. slay rider uh, friendship so that's my first, it's my self-guilty pleasure because I hate myself for watching it. Um, AVP. It's a good it's a good starter, John. It's a Thanks good starter. Um, I'm glad to know you're there too. I feel like there needs to be like a group <laughs> therapy for yes AVP, AVPA, AVP Anonymous. Yep, AVP. My name is John, and I watch Alien vs. Predator unironically. <laughs> Hi, John. Hi, my name's Jason been eight weeks since i last watched avp <laughs> it's, it's been 48 hours since i last watched avp um all right. just call me next time jay i'll, I'll talk you off the ledge man <laughs> it's, no, it's jay, actually you, been a you, while you I don't know. you don't want to watch that just just go get one to the comic books off the shelf go get your action figures from when you were a kid and play alien versus predator it'll be better than the movie jay we can we can get through this buddy it's like you just start like itching your neck, like you're hooked on drugs. You know, it's like <laughs> I just gotta watch it, man. The disc, the disc is in the player already, John Jay. Put the controller down. It's it, it's it's at the main menu, man. Jay, Put the controller down. We're gonna get through this. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna hit start, man. Oh, all right. All righty. Where are we at now? The <laughs> I hits think just you keep ripped AVP new one. So
0: yeah, Uh the hits just keep on coming. Okay, here's my next one. All right. It pains me to say this, but I'm going to say it.
1: You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, Kevin Costner. A world, a world
3: perhaps filled with water. Uh, I don't know why you feel guilty about watching that movie. (laughs) It's a goddamn masterpiece. Also, I'm sensing a theme with all your guilty pleasures, Jay. Do they all involve water? No. Then I, think, then I think we have some bigger issues to work through with you, Jay. Wait. Oh, three of the four. I just realized, dude. See, I think I think I think we have some bigger issues to talk about, Jay. Uh, Show me where on the doll the water touched you, Jay. Everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. Um, continue. Yes. Water world. Oof. Yes. It's.
0: Another one of those ones that it's like, you know, I watched it when I was younger and I was like, oh, okay. And it just gets, it sucks you in and it's not good. And, and
1: younger you is like, no, it's okay. Just keep watching.
2: Just keep watching
0: it it really gets better. Uh, you just sort of trudge through it. Uh, I would I would feel bad if somebody came in and walked in on me watching Waterworld because the conversation would be Are you watching Waterworld? And I'd go, Yes. And then they'd say, Why are you watching Waterworld? And I'd say, Catamaran,
3: <laughs> and that's it. That is a badass catamaran.
0: It is. That is a sweet
3: catamaran. That I wish I had that catamaran, and it's a shame that it gets burnt. Oh. So tell me this, Jay, why do you feel guilty for watching it?
0: How, because it's just the writing is poor, the plot is poor, the, the acting is not good. ah, uh, just everything about it is super cringy, okay? It really is like The whole there there's just Parts of this movie where they do not hold up today. Like you can't watch this movie now and be like, and feel good about a lot of parts. You know what I mean? Uh, the sex slave trade thing going on. The sort of like propositioning yourself to Kevin Costner's character. Um, at the atoll, the, like the head, like the people, I want to call them like a, like a board like the board of the atoll, that's like, no, please stay, breed with our women. It's like, everything about it is
3: cringy. (laughs) That's why. That's, okay, yeah. It it has, again, it aged like a keg of beer. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it's... uh,
0: The action sexes They're... To me, there's only one good action set piece, and that's the attack on the atoll. Like,
3: That's a damn good attack.
0: It is. That is a great, that's a great scene. It's like, it's like finding the one shiny diamond in the pile of shit. That is the rest of it. Uh, And, you know, some of the actors are having a good time. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I can't think of his name right now. The smoker leader,
2: Dennis uh, Hopper.
0: Dennis Hopper. That's it. Sorry. The Deacon moved. of the Deep. Uh, Dennis Hopper seems like he's having a great old time
3: in that movie. Wait, wait, and wait! Did you I... let me live? I did. Uh, I may have. I may have. As he hands the gun to somebody else to shoot the guy.
0: Yes, he 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 makes that movie like he's entertaining to watch that movie. Uh, but the rest of it, like the whole. Let's paddle the Exxon Valdez thing. <laughs> there are just creative choices in that movie that I just can't get behind.
3: They'll row for a month where they figure out we have no idea where we're going. <laughs> right? It's, oh, it, that's why.
0: I can't, like, look, I'll watch it by myself as long as nobody else is around.
2: Look, <laughs> but,
3: sir. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I disagree with you. You should not feel guilt for watching this movie. Waterworld is fucking amazing. Seriously, legit. Unironically, I fucking love Waterworld. I loved it when I was a kid. Uh, I own the Blu ray. I've got the three and a half hour cut. I don't recommend watching it, but I've got it. Um, that being said, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't quite hold up. You're right. You're right. I hadn't thought about it in those terms for a while. Uh, but no, I, just, I remember the summer that came out and being like, I think that was the first time I ever had a notion of like a movie like just universally being hated on. Because like I went and saw it with my dad and I'm pretty sure my buddy Colin came with it. I'm like, that was awesome. Uh, and I, I loved it. And then you, know, you heard things in the in the press and whatnot. I'm like, oh, Waterworld's terrible. It's such a box office bomb. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm I'm not supposed to like it, but I I I do. But everyone says I'm not supposed to. I like I think Waterworld's the first time I remember having that like society says I shouldn't like this kind of feeling. Um, but I right. I, I did. I I enjoyed it, and I still enjoy it because I'm a five year old. But but hey, man, yeah. it's your guilty pleasure. So right. well, the first
0: in the bahamas and i was staying with my aunt and uncle and they had like hbo and cinemax and all this and my uncle john was like oh you should watch this movie water world and i was like okay <laughs> and i did <laughs> and younger me was like ah oh, that's a sweet catamaran of course i didn't know what a catamaran was at the time but i was like sweet, sweet sailboat, bro. yeah right no. younger Me you wasn't action- wrong right in that action sequence and then at the end i felt bad that his new boat wasn't as cool as his old boat yeah it's a pretty and, shitty uh, new boat right and then uh upon further watchings later on in life i was like mostly it's that it just doesn't hold up and there's a lot of it that is it's sketchy at best um and then science, like, I know you're not supposed to look at a sci-fi movie and actual put <laughs> put real science on it. No, definitely not. But it doesn't make sense.
1: That's so,
3: there's my number two pick. That's All right. Yeah. Fair enough, Matt, fair enough. <sighs> All right, I'm just going to read off the cast for this movie, and that alone should tell you why this is a guilty pleasure. You ready? Yeah. Starring Paulie Shore, oh, Andy Dick, uh-huh, Lori Petty, yep, and David Allen Greer. Yes. I don't know why I love this movie so much, but I literally wore out my video store's rental copy back in the day. i'm talking about the 1994 classic classic bomb in the army now with Polly shore or as i always pitch it to people stripes in the 90s um look andy dick wasn't andy dick yet he was still an up-and-coming comedian uh this is definitely a Polly shore vehicle it was the last of his three-picture deal with disney uh which tickles me to when no that fucking Disney made this movie. I mean, it, it was under a different, you know their 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 live action division, but still Disney. yeah, um yep. it, it was number eight on the year's worst movies list. It currently has a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But God damn it, I love this movie. It makes right? me laugh every time I watch it. Yes,. Uh, uh,
0: uh... The scene where he holds the rocket launcher backwards. Oh,
3: oh, we're getting to that. Oh, I'm getting to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So growing again, a kid in the 90s, uh, obsessed with action movie and, and and guns and weapons and stuff. And I was a little infatuated with the Gulf War because it was the only war that had happened in my lifetime. Um, and it was one that it was kind of like the first time we kind of like commercialized a war in the US, you know, like like desert camo print became like a popular style and stuff uh so this was for better or worse the first movie i ever had to watch that was kind of set in the gulf war um i mean it's not but it kind of is so i i I liked it for that i liked it for the whole the underdogs coming up to save the day kind of aspect because they're just some water boys from glendale um no (laughs) they're soldiers um and yes, there's there's some, it, again, it's, it's a military conflict. So it, it's, it's well-worn territory of slackers who decide to join the army and get in way over their head. Um, my, you know, the whole training montage stuff is great. <laughs> Drop it, give me 20. Drops his bag, pulls his wallet out. Do you have change for a 50? I mean, push-ups. Oh, we should have been more specific. Um,
0: oh, I'm, I'm sorry, John. The reason I started.
3: laughing so
0: hard the the reason i started laughing so hard in the middle of that was i'm gonna rip off
3: your toe and spit down your neck (laughs) yep (laughs) drop when i count to three you're gonna pull the pin throw the grenade pull the pin throw the grenade pull the pin throw the grenade grenade. one two three pulls the pin drops the (laughs) drops the grenade throws the pin (laughs) Yes. Uh, now again, it's 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 a military comedy, so there's some well-worn territory by today's standards. Uh, but that's the whole thing: is it, it's you know two screw-ups join the army and against all odds end up becoming heroes. Um, it is, and I can't believe this is true. So there's a division of the D- Department of Defense. If you're making a movie and you want the military to help support the making of your movie, whether it's through uh, uh, loaning you vehicles or to shoot on a base or whatever, uh, it has to be approved by the this this uh, department or this this office in the DoD. Top Gun is one such movie that got assistance from the government. You know, it couldn't be have been made without that. Uh, I think um, Black Hawk Down eventually got uh, permission so they could use Black Hawk helicopters. Because uh, if they couldn't get the military permission, they would have had to use Hueys and not Blackhawks because they couldn't get Blackhawks. It, it's a whole thing. This movie applied and received <laughs> was filmed in with full cooperation from the United States Army. In the army now. And the reason i loved it is because the story is two screw-ups join the military and join the army and end up saving the day and becoming heroes. So it was sort of a hey, any jackass can join and we'll mold you into a hero. That was kind of the message of the movie. Um, which I also liked as a kid too. Uh but then there's the infamous scene uh that is is a master class in setup and payoff uh in the training. So it happens three times because rule of threes is first you introduce it, then you remind the audience of it, then you get the payoff for it. Um when they're looking at the the uh, law missile launcher, which is that like green plastic tube, self-contained rocket. Uh he's looking at how to use it. And the drill instructor comes up and says, You're holding that thing backwards. And so it says, See, look, there's a picture. You know, the instructions are in pictures. It's idiot proof. And then again, uh, they bring it up, and then the payoff for it is at the end, this big heroic moment, they're getting they're pinned down, and 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 Pauly shore finds one and he pulls out the rocket launcher and he pops up and he has this big heroic moment you know, suck on this one one time and hits the launcher and it fires directly behind them and blows up their vehicle. Yep. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>, oops, <laughs> and then they get shot at again, and yes, duck. <laughs> it's okay, no, no, I got it this time. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. Um, I get it. It's it's not it's not great. It's not comedy greatness. If you ask me to name ten best comedies of the '90s, it probably wouldn't be on the list. But again, uh, probably for nostalgia, I own it on DVD because it's never been released on Blu-ray. <laughs> Disney, it's a crime. Get us on Disney, and get me a Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, uh, in the army now with Polly Shore is my other guilty pleasure. Um.
0: So the reason I didn't say much during your, your spieling
2: mm-hmm. is
0: this is why because this is one of the reasons we are best friends.
2: Mm.
0: Because next on my list of guilty pleasures, it literally says Pauly Shore movies from the
3: 90s. So <laughs> just all of them in one lump. <laughs> So what I was thinking of Even in Ceno
0: Man? It, no, no, not in Ceno Man. Okay, okay. <laughs> so what I would like to refer to it as the Trifecta. Okay. In the Army now. Yep. Biodome. Oh god. And son in law. Oh yeah. That yeah. Yeah. So, to me, that is the Paul Shore Trifecta of 90s movies. Because in Encino Man, yes, he's in Encino Man. But,
3: but he's, he's the, not the best main... friend. Yes. I gotcha.
0: Okay. To me, Pauly Shore is the main attraction of In the Army <laughs> Now. If you can Thumb call along, him an attraction, yes. Right. And Biodome. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> so, to me, those three movies, I, I want to say, are sort of interchangeable. All the same story, but it's Polly Shore being Polly Shore. Yeah, it's what if Polly Shore joined the army?
3: <laughs> what if Polly Shore Pally was an RA Shore... in college? Yeah,
0: what if Polly Shore was uh stuck in a biodome? Like <laughs> they're all, yeah, that same idea of po- put Polly Shore in a weird situation.
3: Yeah, uh, the, the oh. weasel, uh, was a whole thing in the 90s, it was a persona, yes. and and it was, yeah, his movies were just. Yeah, Pauly Shore inserted into this weird situation and comedy happens, we hope. Right. Let's take Pauly Shore and put him in a conservative Midwest
0: family. <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, you know, what's going to happen when you put Pauly Shore with, is it is it Stephen Baldwin?
3: One of the lesser Baldwins, yes
0: in uh biodome and like oh my god biodome (laughs)
3: Biodome.
0: iron man iron man does whatever iron can that's spider-man you idiot oh yeah uh
3: making a filter making a filter
0: yeah yeah uh uh uh, in uh son-in-law when he gets in the combine and writes his name in the corn (laughs) <laughs> um uh him finally becoming friends with the farm hand and son-in-law like i'm pretty sure i own a copy of son-in-law um so yeah when you when you brought up in the army now i was like oh John, this is why we are best friends.
3: Yeah, this is why we did a third party. Otherwise, our, our casting of the thing episode we were going to do would be like our cast Batman episode where we had like 50% of the same people. Uh, yeah. That's just how we're wired. Ah, uh, yes. Well, yeah, so, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's that's fair.
1: See, because I, like,
0: he walked in and saw me watching Encino Man. Because that's I love that movie. It's hilarious.
3: It's a great movie.
0: Now, if somebody came in and saw me watching Son in Law or Biodome or in the Army now, I'd be like, hey,
3: we the juice. No, we the juice. Uh, one minute, two minutes. Meet okay. the group. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Know, There's my know, that was my, I guess, third was uh,
3: yeah, uh shore movies
0: from the nineties
3: that, <laughs> that segued very nicely um yeah i can't i can't argue with that man i, re- I really can't <laughs> uh, all right so my next one is going to be very similar to your deep rising in that i don't necessarily feel embarrassed by this movie yeah uh, but when i tell you the title of it if you don't know this movie you're gonna laugh and be like are you fucking serious that's a movie um it's from 2013. It is a hard R action comedy fantasy fairy tale. Uh, it is one of those I tell you the title, and that is just like that's the pitch for the movie in the title. Um, it, it it is a perfect combination of like horror and action and comedy. I, I told a friend of mine before we watched it, I was like. Put your gear in your head in like Evil Dead 2 gear, and that's about our cruising speed for this movie. Um, it did surprisingly well at the box office. They talked about a sequel, it still hasn't happened. It probably won't happen, but I am talking about Jay Hansel and Gretel, witch hunters. See, with, the title alone tells you everything you need to know. With Jeremy Renner, right? With Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton, um, it 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 is. I, I again, you say the title, and people are just like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hansel and Gretel, you know, they they're they're out in the woods as kids, and they find the house made of candy, and there's a witch, and you know she's gonna fatten them up and eat them, and then you know at the end of, of the story in, in the Grimm's fairy tale version anyway, they they kill the witch and burn her in her own oven, and they skip off happily ever after. Okay, so it's that, but like, okay, what if they didn't stop though? What if Hansel and Gretel grew up and became just badass witch hunters? Uh, so think like if Blade had a sister. <laughs> <laughs> and they just killed uh, instead of vampires it's witches just killed witches for a living uh, and this weird sort of like s- kind of turn of the century uh, Scott Cox watched this and he was like you know, what century is this supposed to be in and so much of the technology is like kind of anachronistic but you're not sure when it is and I was like Scott it's set in ye olden days <laughs> Because it doesn't really ever give you a year. There's technology that kind of contradicts itself. Uh, but you yeah, know, it's 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 set in ye olden times. Uh, it is it is just pure start to finish fun. It has its tongue firmly in its cheek. It never takes itself too seriously. Um, but it, it does have really fun characters. It has a cool story. It's got great action. It does not skimp on the gore or the swearing. It also like deep rising has pumpkin jensen in it plays the lead evil witch um because she had to do a movie or she'd lose her sag insurance so she said you know what we'll do this one sure uh again it was a surprise hit budget was 50 million dollars it grew 226 million dollars worldwide not a bad return on investment uh, there was talk at the time of, of doing a sequel because it was shot before but released after uh, Jimmy Renner <coughs> would eventually go on to star in Mission Impossible and Avengers and um, uh, Born Legacy. Um, so Jimmy Renner you know, was like the it next action guy, and that all kind of fizzled out, sadly. Uh, I love Jimmy Renner, and I, I wish this movie would have gotten a sequel. I still want this movie to get a sequel. I don't <laughs> care Uh, um but yeah it's uh,
0: peter stormier's in it
3: it does have peter Stormare in it he's uh not a nice person i like peter Stormare. his character is not a nice person i'll I'll put it that way Uh, you ever heard evil evil? no i never saw star wars uh,
0: i've seen this movie you what uh i have unfortunately i've never seen this movie i would like to watch it um I feel like it's up my alley.
3: Oh, yeah. Put it on your list and make sure you find the director's cut uh, because it's got more swearing, more gore and just more badassery. Uh, Jay, you will love it, if nothing else, than the weapons in this movie. Yeah, Um, they are like quasi steampunk. Um, So uh, Gretel has a a automatic repeating crossbow. um, That's a double crossbow and it can split and fire in two different directions at once. Um, it's got a knife in the the butt, and then uh, Hansel has a pump-action shotgun. Uh, because the olden days, shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that the uh, barrel extends to be a bayonet. Um, it, he has a uh, uh, like tri-folding Henry repeating rifle that like folds into four pieces and then he like whips it out and it's all like spring-loaded. So it all just like, you know, connects in one thing. Uh, uh, it just, at one point, I don't want to spoil anything for you, Jay, but at one point there may or may not be a steam powered minigun.
0: Ah, I also recall you saying that, um, Hansel has diabetes.
3: So, again, I don't want to just spoil (laughs) the territory, but one of my favorite recurring bits of this is, and when it happened, uh, when Scott was watching it, I almost had to pause because he was laughing so hard. So, when they're kids, um, the witch kidnaps them, and she cages uh, Hansel and makes him eat candy to fatten him up. Well, she made him eat so much candy that, as an adult, he has diabetes. So, at um, a couple points during the, the movie... Hansel has a wind up like timer watch on his wrist and it goes off and he has to stop and give himself insulin. <laughs> they don't call it diabetes. I think he calls it sugar sickness. Uh, but yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he, is, That's yes. hilarious. Yes. Uh, that does in fact happen. And it is in fact a bit of a plot point at one end. So yeah. Nice.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's good. I like it. So, uh, so yes. <laughs>
3: I guess my question then is what makes this a guilty pleasure for you? Ben? So again, it's it's when you're trying to pitch this movie to someone who's never seen or heard of it before. Yeah. Um now Jay knows me and he's like, Well, if John says it's good, it's probably worth giving a a you know, look see. Right. I, I, I might be wrong, you might hate it, but more often than not, you know, if I tell you oh, Jay, you gotta watch this movie. Yeah, you know, I know you. I know what you like. And, you know my recommendations. I, I, I'd say I'm pretty good on uh, my recommendations for you. Um, so you trust me. You know me. But if it's someone I don't really know that well, uh, like my buddy Travis, who's who's a uh, big movie guy, and I'll go ahead and say this: Travis, I love you. A little bit of a snob sometimes when it comes to his movie choices. You know, he's the guy that makes sure he sees every Academy Award nominated movie before the Academy Award so he can you know judge on which one's best. And I, I hey, God, love Travis for it. But we were hanging out one night at a buddy's house, um, and we were gonna try to pick out a movie to watch. And I don't remember who said it first, but when someone said, "Oh, Hansel and Gretel: Witch Hunters in 3D," um, and Travis is like, "What?" And we're, <laughs> we're like, "No, no, no, no! You haven't seen this? No, I haven't. No, I don't, no, I haven't seen Hansel and Gretel: Witch Hunters, dude, dude! You gotta watch this. Uh, it's just it's that initial hurdle of, and again, once you start watching it, you get the joke." And you get that the title itself is like part of the joke of like it's ridiculous, but if you just let it go, it's so much fun. Uh, So the 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 guilty pleasure embarrassment factor, whatever is that initial hurdle of trying to convince someone? No, 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 no. Just 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 watch it. Great. Okay. Okay. Uh, That and there's so many Hansel and Gretel movies that came out uh, afterwards that are very quickly declining quality. So. There you
1: go.
0: Got it. Okay. All right.
3: What you got for me, Jay?
0: Okay, so I guess this is my last one.
3: Okay. Okay. So, growing
0: up in the 90s, a lot of uh, animated choices for you to watch, right? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Disney Renaissance going on, heck yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. This one, I like. I I don't want to say I'm embarrassed to say, but somebody's going to hear this and be like, are you kidding? You're a grown-ass man. Uh, anyway, when I was younger and I wanted to watch something, and my grandma had a, all the Disney movie collection. You know, remember the old hard plastic cases? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. The clamshells? Right? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, a lot of times... You when you're younger, you're at the whim of either older siblings or parents, right? Yeah, well, I always happen to be at the whim of my mom's choice in Disney movie. And her choice in Disney movie stuck with me. And in fact, I still watch this movie um maybe one maybe two to three times a year, actually. Uh and it's not the Disney movie that most people would probably
1: see. influenced by my mother and one of her favorite Disney movies of all time. And that is The Little Mermaid.
3: Another water movie, okay.
0: <laughs> I was like pause for effect, waiting. Uh-huh. Uh the Little Mermaid. I I do. Well, Jay, I, watch I do it.
3: hear it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Yes, up in the sun. Uh, uh, Under the sea, we so, something called. Uh, <laughs> try to remember so, the lyrics to "Under the Sea." Sorry. Yeah, I failed you. So Sebastian. What,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> what what I guess you could say makes this a uh, guilty pleasure for me is the fact that it is like it's not what you would expect somebody to watch as like their favorite Disney movie. Uh, but it is one of my favorite Disney movies because I watched it so many times and I still watch it a lot. Um, but also I argue that the songs in the little mermaid are super catchy and stick with you. Also, I will say it probably has one of the best villain songs of Disney movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ursula singing Poor Unfortunate Souls. It just is. It's it's great. It's one of my favorite things to watch in a Disney movie. Like. I, I will just I will get on YouTube and just listen to Poor Unfortunate Souls. <laughs> like that's how much it stuck with me. Uh, it also has one of my favorite, I guess you could say, love songs from a Disney movie, which is Sebastian shy, singing.
3: La, 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 yes. don't be shy. Go on yes. and try. You wanna kiss, kiss the, girl. the girl? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're 90s kids. What about it? Uh
0: yes. Sebastian singing kiss the girl. Um again.
1: Yeah. I guess you
0: could say like jonesing for a hit of Sebastian singing. <laughs> I I will get on YouTube and look up kiss the girl and listen to it. Uh,
2: Dude.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'll give you that. Um, if I had to pick a nineties Disney movie that you watch over and over again, I would not have paid little mermaid. <laughs> I'll give yes. you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. That being said, Little Mermaid, uh, if I'm not wrong, was came out in '88 or '89, so, yeah. And it, it it kicked off what was now known as like the Disney Renaissance, uh, right. of that the return to prestige. Because after that, you had Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King, and these movies that are considered, you know, absolute classics nowadays. Um, they're so great. Disney's remaking them all in a live action. Anyway, um, so that being said while not the first thing I would have picked for you, uh, not a shabby choice. Right, no, I agree. And that's like, that's what I'm saying, is like,
0: it's a great movie. And there's um, nothing wrong with that movie. I love the movie The Little Mermaid.
3: Gets gets pretty dark at the end there, when Eric crashes yes. uh, the broken ship and impales Ursula. And, oh, yeah. Spoiler! Sorry, if you haven't seen Little Mermaid. Right. Uh, the whole... You know, steal Ariel's
0: voice and yeah. try to steal the prince for yourself by becoming this beautiful woman that has an amazing voice. That's the same voice he heard when he got his life saved by Ariel. Uh, you know, lot of lot of trickery going on there. Um, but yes, if you know me, <laughs> if people know me, any any little bit at all the first thing out of their mouth would not be the little mermaid.
3: I would have gone Aladdin or maybe Lion King. Right. But, uh, and don't get me wrong. I love Aladdin. I'll watch Aladdin.
0: You know, I watch that a lot. Um, I'll watch the Lion King. I love the Lion King. But if somebody is like, Hey, do you want to watch a Disney movie? And like, I have nieces and nephews and I guarantee you that I'm just going to be like, if, when I have kids, I'm going to be like, hey, kids, here's your first Disney movie. Little Mermaid. Like, <laughs> if if my, like, if if eventually I have kids, if they're not singing, uh, you know, Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl by the time they're like five or six, I feel like I will have done them wrong.
2: So
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Uncle John can show them Black Cauldron and Sword in the Stone and Robin Hood
2: daddy i saw a scary movie <laughs> sorry that was my <laughs> oh, god.
3: anyway uh, yeah no hey
0: those poor
1: unfortunate
0: souls
3: <sighs> damn it now i'm gonna have to i ain't gonna stop you keep going belt it out there god i'm gonna have to listen to it later i'm Welcome gonna have to to... karaoke hour here <laughs> on nerd alert uh yeah like oh, god i could go My on day. for hours you didn't touch the with your right, inner man. drag queen and belt that out come on buddy <laughs> such a good song it's so good
0: like yeah. when she's saying you just feel it you're like ah oh, god and like you know i love scar and uh oh what's he saying be prepared uh, be prepared That's a
3: great one, too, but it's more like he's he's not really singing it. He's talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. no, That's Jeremy Irons just kind of shattering it up. Right. But like Ursula, I mean. Oh, yeah. She's getting it like she's getting into it.
0: And it's just like and the story she's telling through
3: song. Yeah, look, you little shits with your Elsa. You're letting it go back in my day. It was a sea witch named Ursula. Yes. Yeah. Singing a true villain song. <sighs> nice.
0: <sighs> so there you go. Little Mermaid. Like I said, it's not, it's because it's against
3: type. It's against casting. Yeah, no, type it's definitely, type. yeah. It's, type it's, casting. Yeah, it's against type. It is, yeah. uh, it is not what I would have picked uh
0: right. or
3: what I would have, not what I would have guessed. So, yeah, yeah. So. <sighs> Well, all right, then. We're all done. Nothing else to talk about. That's everything. Time. Oh, no, end. wait. It's no, no. Tough. Wait it's, a minute. Wait oh. a minute. Is there one? There's one more, John. What is it? Is more? it the top of your list? It is it is. the guiltiest of the guilty pleasures? It is. It is. It, is. it really is. And I, I've only recently come around to thinking it is, is, is not so much of a guilty pleasure. But, but look, as we've said on the show a lot, Jay and I are 90s kids, okay? So when we were kids... If you were a guy, it was not okay to like this movie. Uh-oh. It was not okay to like this movie. And if people knew you liked it, they'd really kill you for it. You could not you could not let it out. And you couldn't try to justify it either. You couldn't. There's plenty of reasons to justify why you love this movie. But none of that None of it. It was the twilight of its day. All right? <clears throat> Jay? I love Titanic. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not laughing at you. I'm just. Okay. You can laugh at me. It's fine. No, like it's fine. I've had decades to build up my armor around this. I love Titanic and I don't care who knows it. Good movie it won 11 oscars <laughs> it really was like if you were a dude yeah. you could not like this movie you could yeah. be like oh dude i saw titanic i loved it yeah. yeah imagine me walking into jefferson jr high and proclaiming dude titanic was awesome like i would have been ostracized from everybody like would have been like peacock okay <laughs> yeah uh, not okay not okay to watch this um and look, my my initial fascination might have had a little bit to do uh, with with the girl next door, um, Amy Hansel, if you're listening, appreciate it. Um but look, this movie's awesome, okay? Again, one eleven Academy Awards. written and directed by James Goddamn Cameron, okay? the guy who created Terminator and Aliens and True Lies and Avatar, which is another movie that almost made this list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later. Uh this movie, no matter how you slice it, is is an amazingly immaculately immaculately made film. Um i'm gonna read some stuff off this is this is totally not me justifying why i love this movie although it's it, it's exactly that uh 11 academy awards have i mentioned that yet uh it won best picture best director best art direction best cinematography best visual effects best editing best costume design best sound best sound effects editing best score and best song um Fox literally had to build a new studio for it because they didn't have a tank large enough to shoot. They built a 17 million gallon open air tank to shoot this in. Uh, Fox Studios Baja was built just for this movie. Uh, They built a full-sized set of the Titanic. It's about one-fourth of the ship, but it's full-scale Titanic. Um, The poop deck, go ahead and get your laughs out. I said poop deck. (laughs) um, Could raise from uh, flat to a 90 degree angle uh the starboard side was the side they built they only built one side of it and then they realized that in order to get the scene at the beginning when they're launching the ship and everyone's waving by and like the ticker tape parade kind of thing is happening um that's the port side of the ship we didn't build the port side of the ship so the set was all built in reverse so if you look at the actual lettering on the buildings is in reverse so that they could then take that and then flip the image in camera, uh, and, and make it look like it's the port side of the ship. Uh, huh. Production was budget uh, was supposed to take 130 days; and went 160. Uh, the budget ballooned to 200 million dollars, which at the time made it the most expensive uh, movie ever. Um, James Cameron himself gave up his pay as both writer and director to keep the movie on on task. Two studios had to fund this movie. 20th Century Fox and Paramount had to come in. Sorry, to keep this movie running, uh, they split distribution. It was declared before it came out because it was supposed to come out in July. It got bumped to a uh, December release. So Hollywood jumped on it saying, oh, it's Titanic, this is going to be a disaster. Get it? It's a Titanic disaster. It's overproduction, it's over budget, Uh, James Cameron's gone crazy, it's never going to be... Well, it made $2.195 billion worldwide, the highest worldwide gross of all time until 2009, when some movie called Avatar uh, beat it, so you know James Cameron had to be really pissed about that. It was the (laughs) first movie to make $1 billion. It was the first film to have 15 weeks consecutively number one at the box office. 15 weeks straight number one at the box office. That will never happen again. You look at movies nowadays, and if they get like three or four weeks to number one, it's considered a, a huge win for them. 15 weeks! It's like... Almost four months straight number one at the box office. Nobody can take
1: that. Almost
0: four months yeah that's
3: crazy uh, i I could go on and on about w- the, the acting is fantastic the <laughs> it's the kind of movie it was it happened right at that time when digital effects were still new and in their infancy uh, you know, we were post Jurassic Park but we still weren't at the level we are today so out of necessity uh, things had to be done practically so it is that perfect sweet spot of Brand new digital technology, you know, extending the ship and putting people on the decks and things like that um, with old school filmmaking, building actual sets, building models. Um, They filmed for real at the bottom of the ocean to get shots of the real Titanic wreck. And then they interspersed those with uh, model shots of ROV models shot in a room full of smoke. And I can't tell which is which. I mean, I can now because James Cameron told me how to tell the difference on the document, uh, the uh, commentary. But before that. <laughs> Yes, I watched the entire three-hour movie with the commentary, because I'm that guy. Uh, but before that, I couldn't tell the difference. Like it, it's That's why this movie still holds up. Yes, some of the CGI is a little shoddy now, but they never relied on it over much. They went with models and stunts and practical sets and costumes. They painstakingly recreated sections of the Titanic, the <laughs> blueprints from the White Star line, and photographs taken at the time. It's just... it's It's... it's Awesome. It is the kind of epic movie making we'll never get again. You know, Jack. It's also a chick flick, and I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Chick flick. Yeah, it's a, it's a $200 million chick flick. Yeah, that's what it is. James Cameron even called it that.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're trying really hard to you know back know. that
1: up. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, it's
3: Romeo and Juliet on a boat. I know. I I know. I know. John. But Leo is I, so dreamy. Sorry, what?
0: If I told you something, uh-huh. you probably would not be shocked by the fact that we are best friends. Okay. You ready? Ready. I saw this movie in theaters.
3: Uh-huh.
0: with my parents.
3: Me too. How awkward was that Kate Winslet scene? <laughs> How amazing was that Kate Winslet scene? That you couldn't let
0: you're just like ah, oh, oh, look at that, but you couldn't make eye contact with your mom.
3: I I what uh, am I? <laughs> my but you're memories. like elbowing your dad, like hey dad. So me and my mom and my sister uh went to go see this because I I again I was at that age where I couldn't <laughs> get to the theater myself. I had to have someone take me to the theater. This was like sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. Um. So I, I finally convinced my mom to take me to go see it, because it, at, at that point, fucking Oprah was doing episodes about Titanic, because it was that big of a cultural phenomenon. So Mom's like, alright, we'll go see this movie, sure, fine. And we get to that scene, and Mom tries to cover my eyes. Like, like you know, like a mom does at a scary point, like, oh, John, don't look. Well, she had to reach across my sister to do it. So I smacked her hand away, and I was like, as we're walking out of the theater, I was like, "Why are you trying to cover my eyes?" She's like, "I don't want you to see the kind of thing on the screen." I'm like, "Mom, I've been renting R-rated movies from the video store for years. You think I haven't seen that?"
2: <laughs>
3: and that's when your mom realized, it's "Like, do you have any idea how many movies <laughs> I've seen on movie screens?"
2: <laughs> Jay.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, you broke up there. Oh, I was just saying, that's
0: that's when Nancy realized Dale had signed the release.
3: <laughs> she knew way before then. Uh, no, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, do you have any idea how maybe boobies have been paused on our TV screen when you go to bed at night? Uh, anyway. Yeah, I can say all that, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's a chick flick. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, again, James Cameron himself calls it his $200 million chick flick. Um, but damn it, I love it, man. I love it. I love it for you know, everything but the romance.
0: Oh, excuse me. You know, John, I don't hold it against you. Thank you, buddy. Um, I was actually just talking with Megan about this today or yesterday. Oh, uh, that that I had seen it in theaters with my parents. Ah. Uh, and and I, I don't hate it. Um, I don't actively seek it out to watch it because um, it's three hours and, and it gets kind of boring to me.
3: Over uh, on Blu ray, uh, I have watched it with two out of the three directors com- or, or uh, commentaries, and I have watched all 60 deleted scenes. Wow. Yep. 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 You think three hours is long? <laughs> Holy shit, dude uh they put everything back in i think it's at like four hours and 15 minutes yikes um and that's the other thing uh, is is so if you remember from last week i talked about you know going down the 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 well of titanic stuff because that one random youtube video popped on yes (laughs) um but in 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 going down that well um james Cameron talked about when he was writing the screenplay because the main story is fictional, you know, Jack and Rose aren't real people, it's a fictional story made up set against a real historical backdrop, he, he felt the need to <clears throat> overstuff the movie, <coughs> excuse me, with the actual historical context. So every story he could find about things that actually happened on the Titanic, he would cram in stuff like, you know, the captain, uh, the California, the ship that turned off its radio um, stories about like, you know, the the cook surviving the cold because he drank so much, the band playing till he, he's he he floated the movie with all these real stories <clears throat> to try to like balance out and justify that the the main story was fictional and in doing so when they sat down to edit you know to, to cut the thing together he realized how overstuffed he'd made the movie and they they paired it back a lot so there's a lot of things people you know try to ding them on for being historically inaccurate you No, know, oh, they never mentioned this they never talked about that i was like no no they they did uh we just had to keep this movie three hours uh and that that alone was a fight with the studio because once it started going over budget the studio was like ah oh, just quit shooting stuff we'll make it a two-hour movie it's fine uh, and and that's the first of many times Cameron threatened to quit uh, <laughs> when they when they tried to make a two-hour movie. Um, but the the story of the production of this movie is just as entertaining as the film itself. Um, if you've never gotten into like behind-the-scenes stuff, I encourage you don't watch documentaries because they sugarcoat everything. But look up like Wikipedia and stuff about what really happened. Uh, no one got away from this movie unheard. I think. Uh, um, kate winslet chipped a bone in her uh, elbow or something jesus um uh, two two or three stuntmen had broken bones and there were lawsuits filed um claiming it was an unsafe set uh actual sections of the set were built in the tank to be flooded over and over and over like they just lowered the set into this tank um and and at one point uh kate was thought she was gonna drown um they all had to wear wetsuits underneath their clothing their costuming because the tank was filled with actual seawater oof yeah uh so it was not heated it was not like in a swimming pool it was like this is real salt water and it's cold uh you know not like quite you know titanic you're gonna freeze in 20 minutes cold cold but um yeah, man. And it's and something I didn't something I did not realize till my latest watch through. <clears throat> um, so, again, James Cameron. I love James Cameron. Uh, as Whitney loves to point out, I have a hard on for James Cameron. Uh, and yes, 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 I do. God Because he's amazing. <clears throat> but that one through line through James Cameron movies, the one one of the things that ties all his movies together is strong female protagonist. And I swear to God, Jay. In the third act of this movie, when Rose is going through the Titanic to save Jack and the ship is flooding. And you've got these long corridors because it's a ship and it's flooding and the lights are going out and sparking and she's got the axe in her hand. I get full on aliens vibes, dude. Like she is. Yeah. full Rip- she, she goes full on Ripley at the end of this movie. I'm like, ah, I never put two and two together until now. But yeah, it's a chick flick. But Rose goes into full on Ripley territory in this movie.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you know what that sounds like to me, John. What a justification for enjoying a
3: chick flick. (laughs) No, I don't care who knows it. I love this movie. This movie's amazing.
2: (laughs) I can hear it now. To
3: be guilted into.
0: I can hear it now. No, 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 no. Like at the end, Rose goes full Ripley. You should watch it. Just watch it. It's so good.
3: (laughs) Sorry, John. Okay. I'm not saying you have to own it and watch all the commentary in the lead scene, but I do put this on the list of movies you should see at least once before you die because it is, again, fantastic filmmaking and the kind of movie that does not get made anymore. Um, look at fucking Pearl Harbor for further evidence on that. Yeah. It Man, really, did Pearl Harbor really wanted to be Titanic. Yeah, it did. It really did.
0: Uh, but no, I, I, I fully agree, John. Titanic is a great movie. Everybody should watch it at least once. Um, I know I've seen it more than once. Uh, I don't know the last time I watched it from beginning to end, but. Um, I also haven't uh, mentioned and, and look at it through the lens of uh, John Peacock.
3: Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You cut out again. I thought you were done talking. Um, no, it's OK. But ace in the hole for convincing people to watch this because a lot of people forget about it is. I don't blame them. The movie also stars. I mean, you, you say stars, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Leo and Kate," and then you know, uh, yeah, yeah. everyone knows that. And you, you mention like, "Oh well, Billy Zane." Yeah, yeah. Everybody forgets this movie has Bill fucking Paxton. It does. It goddamn does. It's my ace in the hole. <laughs> if I can't talk to you in any other way, I will play the Bill Paxton card. And it's Bill Platt, Bill Paxton, basically playing James Cameron, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. Lucy J. Okay. No, no. I was just speechless.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was just, I love the scene with, uh, like the start of that when he's talking with old Rose he's like he's like it's okay he's like she's like will you just shut up and listen to my story
3: <laughs> it's been 84 years it's okay or let's just tell us what everywhere do you want to hear the story or not <laughs> uh i forget that actress's name which she got a nomination for uh best supporting actress that year she did a good job she did uh <clears throat> Was very offended that they had to put her in old age makeup. She
1: was the, you know, offended.
3: Yeah. So even though at the time she was in her like 60s or 70s, she had she she was playing someone who was 101. So they had to put her in old age makeup. And she was like, I don't look old enough already. Like, <laughs> this is my big return to the screening. You want to make me look older? She got <sighs> over. Nah, yeah. yeah. And I get it, man. Like, it's it's one of those like nowadays the movie doesn't quite have that stigma to it um but it, it, when this came out when we were kids <laughs> um you could not be a guy to admit you liked titanic it would be like admitting i owned in sync um <clears throat> which i totally known. what are uh, you talking
0: there's... about i i knew you did what no i knew this in middle school that's my sister's cd what are you talking about no you knew it yeah. we had a dance to it yeah hey <laughs> anyway uh
3: the, 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 no wonder was, we liked it no wonder yeah. we liked it. It. Right. <laughs> again leo was so dreamy um it it, it 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 was the 1990s equivalent of being a guy in the 2010s in in middle school and be like i love twilight like you can justify it however right. you want. Like, oh, it's vampires and werewolves. I mean, you can, you, no, it's, it's fucking Twilight. It's a Chick fil A. Like, you don't know. Um, that being said, I yeah. feel bad comparing Titanic to Twilight because Twilight is just trash through and through. Uh, whereas Titanic, I, I feel is a great film. But anyway, I'm digressing. I'm muttering. Uh,
0: uh, well, well, I was just going to say that, like, to me, your Titanic confession is kind of like how you felt about water world like i i guess i don't understand i mean i get why it's a guilty pleasure but also i don't okay you know what i mean like i you should not be ashamed of liking this movie at the time yes i i can understand <laughs> but like well, now I'm-
3: and yeah. i think that's why it's just it's that that childhood trauma has has like i remember when it came out on you know that two cassette vhs box set um and i and i went out to get it well, you know, i, I talked my mom into taking me to get it cuz i didn't have a car still um but like you know sneaking it to the front of the store and hoping nobody who knew me saw me buying titanic you know right yes uh yeah i get it yeah, I get it. That that stigma has just, you know, can't shake it, man.
0: Uh, you know what's a shame? And it's too bad that I thought of it so late, but I haven't seen this movie in years, but I would love to watch it again. And uh, it just came to me. Okay. Wing Commander.
3: Jay... <laughs> I'm gonna quote our dear close personal friend Matthew Lillard. That's just terrible, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kinda of wanna watch it now. That's that's still my favorite celebrity story probably ever. It's, yes. We went to go meet Matthew Lillard at a shitty con in Louisville. Um it was, he was awesome, by the way. He, he, was, he was great. Was so cool. Yeah, no, know. It, it was, I forget the name of the con, but it, they lost their original venue and they ended up being in a, a mall that had been shut down. It uh, was like, specifically, a, It was like the JCPenney's anchor of the mall. Or like, or like a Macy's or something. Yeah. Like the like, rest
0: of the mall was still open.
3: They, they'd taken everything out of this, whatever department store it was, uh, except the jewelry counters were still there and the perfume counters because like vendors were using those. Uh, so normally where you would see like racks of clothing and stuff, you saw like, Oh, the 501st and there's the bootleg guy and there's the guy selling swords. And it was weird. yeah, uh, <laughs> very yes. weird. And, and it was so disorganized. The last minute, a lot of celebrities had pulled out, but Matthew Lillard being the guy he is committed to it and came, um, and, and, and Jay went to go meet him. Um, <laughs> I'll let Jay tell this part of the story.
0: And I, like, you know, I, I, I like Matthew Lillard. He's great. And uh, I told him that, <laughs> that I said, hey, you know, I really, really loved you in Wing Commander. And
3: Now, and Matthew a- Lillard has got to be used to like 80% Scooby-Doo fans. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe like 60% Scooby-Doo fans and 59.9% Scream fans. And then there's that 0.01% that was Jay. Yeah. And like... I'm not a short person. I'm like six, two,
0: but Matthew Lillard is like taller than me. And, uh, he had his hands on my shoulders, like looking at each other face to face. Like when I met him, he did this. He just put his yes. hands on my shoulders, like without any prompting. He just was He's just using a very my... nice
3: personable friend. Yeah.
0: You. And that that's when I told him this and he just sort of like lifted up his right hand and slapped me on the shoulder a couple of times. And he just goes, Man, that is just terrible. <laughs> I laughed. John yeah. laughed. All laughed. I was just like, "Yeah."
3: And then he he proceeded to educate us. He's like, "You know, the only reason why that movie made any money—that's my bad, Matthew A little <clears throat> They put the trailer for Star Wars Episode One in front of Wing Commander, so people were going to see Wing Commander just to watch that trailer because YouTube wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, and yep. then leaving. Watch the trailer, buy, you buy a ticket, watch the trailer, and you leave. That's the only reason that movie made any money. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Matthew Lillard's not wrong. That movie is terrible. Yeah. Uh, even as someone who's never played a Wing Commander game, that is a terrible movie. And I want to go watch it. And... <clears throat> hmm. For the... Bad acting, bad story. Raptors, rapiers rapiers, which aren't even the ship that they use in the game, so I'm not sure whether they're in the movie. They kill Rathy, you only see them once, and they look like a fucking, like, high school mascot. Listen, the rapiers are awesome, though. They literally call them pieces of shit in the movie. Like, look how beat up those rapiers are!
0: Or whatever they're called. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. <sighs> Still an awesome ship. I would fly one. Uh...
3: Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so there still you watch it. Battlestar Galactica.
0: I don't want the to watch one. Battlestar Galactica. I want to watch Wing Commander. Oh, Okay.
3: Well, this is the guilty pleasure episode. So yeah, this After one I, watched, I, uh, I I I don't I don't I, I don't think I can agree with you on this one, Jay. I think I'm I I want to make you feel bad for liking this movie. Sorry.
2: It's uh, okay. I try
3: to be supportive uh, throughout the show, but I I don't know if I can go there with you, Jay. It's fine.
0: I'll just go watch um, Ursula sing "Poor Unfortunate <laughs> Souls." That I can get by. Feel better about myself. So,
3: well, yeah. there you go. Uh, <laughs> those are our guilty pleasure movies—the ones that we feel bad about, or society says we should feel bad about, or. We have weird hangups about, but those uh, of the movies, we don't want our friends to catch us watching. Sort of.
0: And now they're all going to be like, hey, you want to go watch Little Mermaid? Uh,
3: just remember, Jay. Near. Far. <laughs> wherever you are. You're here in my heart, and my heart will go on. And on.
0: John. Yes. John, this is terrible. Yes. This is terrible. But I'm going to do it. Okay. Do you know where the Titanic is now?
3: Where is the Titanic now, Jay? Under the sea. Under <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. We're not going to top that. We're out of here. Thanks for listening. What are your guilty pleasure movies? <laughs> do we give you some new ones to discover? Uh, what song do you have stuck in your head now? <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're out of here. Under the sea.